0: Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio, in Schenectady, in New York. It's a Union College-centric podcast. We'll have interviews from Tuesday's media availability, with men's head coach Rick Bennett and players Josh Kosak and Dylan Anhorn. From the women's team, it'll be head coach Josh Skiba and players Emily King and Marn Friday. On Wednesday, I spoke with Dutchman junior goalie Garrett Nieto. Nieto made his union debut last Saturday, playing in the first period of the exhibition game against RPI. It was a culmination of overcoming two major hip surgeries for Nieto. Well, Garrett, uh, yeah. I was saw on Twitter the other day after the game started after I wrote, wrote my story that somebody's tweeted out you had three surgeries uh talk about that what what happened uh, cuz I know you missed your freshman year because of injury what yeah, talk about uh the process and everything and just getting back
1: uh, yeah so uh, I had I've had two hip surgeries over the last 3 years um my first one was my last year, junior. I only played five games, missed all of it. Uh, uh, then my second year, I got injured probably, I think, two or three days before our first game, where the doctors decided the best course of treatment would be to just repair it, just like uh, I did my, uh, my last year, juniors. And so I was unable uh was so unable to play my freshman year, I believe, a red shirt. And then, obviously, we didn't play last year because of COVID. So it's it's been a long, long journey back to playing games. And uh, it felt it felt good to be back out there last Saturday. And, uh, yeah, uh, it, just, it, it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it was just two long years of uh, constant rehab, recovery, uh, a lot of a lot of talk with uh, psychologists and sports psychologists alike. Um, just just a lot of work was put in behind the scenes that uh, I felt was important in order to get back into playing shape and into the playing mindset.
0: What was wrong with your hip?
1: I got hit in a game up in uh, Fairbanks, Alaska, where uh, I got three guys pushed on top of me, and my both my feet met my ears like they were right next to my ears so i, I got folded like a pretzel uh and what the, what my doctor believes what happens that i injured both of them at the same time but my right one was so much worse that my body and my mind just like thought all the pain was in my right side so i, I had a little bit of pain throughout my left side after my first surgery but i, I felt it was fine because we rehabbed both sides after my first surgery and then one, one year or one skate right before our first game, my freshman year, I went to plant to push for a backdoor pass and everything just kind of gave out. And what he said, it was uh, I had a labral tear uh, with a hip and hingement, I believe, which is calcium buildup. So he had to shave up, uh, shave a lot of calcium off the ball of my hip. Uh, so I, I was immobilized for a couple days there after the surgery and I couldn't do a whole lot for the first couple weeks after I could only just get up out of my bed in order to go to the bathroom. That was 10 feet away from my bed. So I didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. I, so, so was this basically two surgeries, not three? Yeah, it was, it was two surgeries just on different hips, one on each hip. And then last year we missed because of COVID. I, I think the tweet you're talking about was from my sister. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. What, what, you talk about you know, deal, talk with psychologists sports psychologists. What was the dealing with this mentally? We how tough was it? You know, rehabbing and of course you know then last year not playing at all.
1: Uh last year was probably the easiest year of the three because I was I understood the school's decision why they wanted to cancel it. Obviously I was upset cuz I wanted to play. But I felt like it gave me a little bit more time to really get back into a full full year of practice, a full more another year of development under my belt, with, and working with our new goalie coach Brian McDonald really helped out a lot. But the first two years, I'm I'm going to be honest, they were tough mentally. Like I I went through a lot. I my, after my first surgery, I shut down. Really didn't talk to anyone. Uh, I got into a dark place, and it wasn't until I went back to uh, uh, my goalie coach in Wisconsin, where I spend my summers, that's where I kind of, kind of turned it around a little bit. Kind of see everything in a positive outlook. I talked to some of uh, some sports psychologists out there, and then when I got here at Union, I worked a lot with our sports psychologist, uh, Dr. Wally Bistell. Um Just uh, after my surgery or uh, before my surgery, I talked with him a couple days after my surgery, and then when I got back on campus to begin my off-ice rehab. Uh, with our trainers here, we, I talked a lot and then we also have a psychologist at our health center here that I, I went to a couple times a week.
0: Um, how difficult, I mean, to be back on the ice, uh, on Saturday, I know it was just one period of an exhibition game. What was going through your mind, uh, when, uh, Rick Bennett told you that you're going to start the game?
1: Uh, I mean, I was excited. Like 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 I've said a lot. It was my first game in three years. No matter no matter if it was an exhibition game, I, I was really excited for the opportunity. And uh, Rick Rick has been uh, a really good coach for me in the last these last couple of years. He's been hard on me, but it's uh, it's because I feel like he he sees what I can do. So I, I don't take it personally. I, I I take his word. I work I, I work on what he want wants me to work on, and then. Uh, when he, when he told me I was starting a little bit of emotion came over me, but it honestly didn't hit me until right before puck drop, uh, uh, Kozak came up to me and just told me that three years of hard work is finally paying off. And that's honestly when it all hit me. And I kind of broke down a little bit right before the games. And then I, I took a couple of deep breaths and told myself, you know, I belong here. This is, this is what I've been working for the last three years and calmed myself down and got ready to play the period.
0: How do you think you played? I know you gave up two goals, and then th- the stats only said you made one save, which I think was, uh, uh, I think it was a little bogus. I, I think they didn't. I, I didn't. Think, I don't think they really did shots on goal too well there. Uh, but, no, no.
1: was <laughs> preseason for everyone. I
0: know. I know that. But uh, I mean, how do you think you played?
1: Uh, I honestly thought I did better. than I thought I would just because like it's first game three years. Uh, I just went into it with a mindset of one just. It gives yourself a peace. Of, gives myself a peace of mind that I know I can do this, and that my body is fully uh, rehabbed and it's ready to go. And I thought I, I felt calm. I felt controlled. I wasn't uh, overly emotional. I wasn't overplaying things. I was. I felt in control, which was, I think, a huge step for me. And it's. I think it's going to be a huge, huge stepping stone for what I can do this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously. Um... You have Conor Murphy there as well. He brings some experience, uh, and uh, you, you're you know, how much is is he helped you? him uh, uh, with him coming in,
1: I, I think it's been huge. Uh, I think it's like you said, he brings experience, which is what we kind of lacked. Like it's uh, me, even though I'm a junior, like I I haven't played played games, and then uh, we have Merrick. As, uh, here, I love that guy. Same thing with Joe, freshman. But I know, I know. Rick wanted to bring an experience. He told me he was very upfront with Merrick and I about that all last year. So we knew it was coming. And uh, Murph is just an unbelievable guy. Like he, I couldn't have asked for someone better to come in and and really help us out. Like he, he's very positive with uh, all four of us. He's very upbeat. He's never. He never, like, puts any of us down. He always, he's always there to help us out, and Murph and I talk a lot with Rick and bounce ideas off each other, just, like, what we could do to, to make the game easier, not just for ourselves, but for the guys around us.
0: How would you describe your style? It'd be, you seem like a tall, you know, a big goaltender in, in that net.
1: Uh, yeah, like you said, I'm tall. Uh, i am I got broad shoulders, broad hips. I'm, I'm not a small guy. Uh, there are days where I wish I was, but... Uh, uh, I, I like to think I'm a calm guy. Just like try to keep things under control. Uh, just try to be a calming presence back there for the guys, like, and uh, just give them a peace of mind knowing that there's someone big and big and calm back there, ready to help them out when they need it. Because I know they'll help me out when I need it.
0: How much did your brother help you out?
1: I I don't think there's anyone that's helped me out more than him. Like he, he he's been through four years as a college starter at Brown. Uh, he, I spend my summers with him and his fiance in Wisconsin. That's where I live and train, and so I spend a lot of time with him. He's just been one of the big, big factors with me behind the scenes. I talk with him a lot. He's getting married in May. I'm going to be his best man. And we're going to have we're going to have fun at his wedding, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I could ask for a better mentor and a better brother.
0: Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Well, Garrett, I appreciate you coming on here, and uh, good luck the rest of the season. We'll I mean, see you at the rink.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you around. Uh, uh, can't wait to talk to you more later on. Sounds good. Thanks. Yeah, you have a great day. You too.
0: Coming up, I'll have interviews with the union men's and women's teams. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast.
2: Sign up for the Daily Gazette Sports Newsletter. The newsletter, which comes out Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, features updates on the local sports scene from our staff writers and reveals the latest guests for the Parting Shots podcast. The newsletter is free. To sign up, head to dailygazette.com. I've got a math
3: question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we
4: realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in New York. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi,
0: I'm Miles Reed, editor of the Daily Gazette, and you're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette associate sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast. Each week on these Union Hockey-centric podcasts, we will have interviews for the media availabilities. Let's start with the Dutchman. After playing an exhibition game last Saturday against RPI, the Dutchman gets set to open the season at New Hampshire for games Friday and Saturday. Here is Dutchman head coach Rick Bennett. So, Rick, how... Uh, looking at the tape from uh, Saturday's game, uh, what did you like? What did you, didn't you did you like? Uh, what do you need to work on going into this weekend's game sure. at New
5: Hampshire? I thought we competed hard, which was a really good sign. I thought the conditioning was a, a bit better. Um, only practicing a couple of weeks, so uh, those were some positives. Um, I thought some, you know, I thought a few players really stepped up. Uh, especially the, uh, you know, the Younger guys, I would say. Uh, so I thought that was a good sign. Uh, something we need to work on. You know, just overall s- systems. You know, just get, getting to know the systems a bit better, a little more detailed, a little more structured.
0: How much excitement is there leading into Friday now that the game is going to count?
5: Well, you, just, you know, you only have four practices to work on it, you know, since that game. So we're doing our best to, to work on... You know some of the things that we thought were, you know, things we needed to work on. So it's not anything too too difficult. It's just a fact of just just the reps to get it down.
0: Where do you expect the scoring to come from? Because the last time you guys played in 2019, 20, did not have anybody score uh, over 10 goals.
5: Yeah, and that that kind of reared its head the other night. You know, our our top guys weren't fortunate enough to to produce. So. You know, when your top line's going, you know, we felt that the power play grabs another one, then, you know, what? maybe it's not a, you know, five, five, two game. So to me, that's a positive, you know, and that's what I've talked about is just getting the reps. Those guys are getting to know each other, too. So the the, the chemistry between them hopefully, you know, starts to kick in here. So we, we are able to score some goals.
4: Would you see from your goalies on Saturday, and do you have any idea who might start on your goalies, and who do you have any idea who might start on that Friday?
5: Uh, Friday? No, um, still kind of open with that. Uh, I did think, you know, Connor Murphy played really well. Um, Garrett Nieto, I thought uh, was was balanced too as well. Um, you know, one may he may want back, but you know, other than that, I thought he was he was solid too. So, and and Joe Sherb was. You know, he had really—he didn't have too many chances. but he had nice well, a one one big save, which, which was nice to see. You know, to keep us um, steady, and that was really kind of kind of how you know kind of how I saw the net. Let
0: me ask you a little bit about Garrett. Uh, he didn't play his freshman year because of uh, injuries, had a few surgeries. I mean, what, for him to come back like that, in starting him in, in that game Saturday. What, why, why was he getting started, and how much did he appreciate it, and how much? Do you think he, you know, relished the chance of, to finally get
5: the chance to play? He started. He started for the fact of, you know, when you're coming off his his surgeries, you know, he had the warm-ups and he was fresh and he was he was warmed up. So you avoid a potential injury. Um, first and foremost. Second is we wanted to put him in, in an environment where he could potentially start. And you know that's those are the two two reasons. You know we we, we were thinking future. You know with that.
4: Big kid, big kid. Is he
5: Yeah, he's a yeah he he's a you know he can fill up the net. <laughs> yeah, you
4: know,
0: to, to persevere like that though, I mean, what does that say about him? Yeah,
5: it's you know he's been a, he's he's a really nice guy. He's, he's working hard on uh, the past, since he's been on campus. That's what we've asked. And, you know, he's faced a lot of adversity here. And, you know what, to persevere like that, you know, it was nice to, to see him get that start and finally get in the game. You know, it's been a long time for him. And, you know, so it was, was kind of nice to, to actually see that. And, you know, we're, we're going to find out. But, he, again, he, you need your reps. You need... To get in games to, to to kind of see what you're made of.
0: Connor Murphy had three games last year against New Hampshire, won them all when it, at Northeastern. I know you said you don't don't know who started it yet, but how important is that? Is that you know, you know? Are you thinking about that, knowing that he's faced New Hampshire already?
5: And... What to to say that he's he played in, in Hockey East and you know you're giving me the record against U N H. We're not Northeastern, so it's a different. That's a whole different. Can of worms. We got just different systems. So, um, will it factor in come Friday night? Sure. I think it would be, you know, I think that has to be factored in, you know, for, from our, you know, from our coaching staff. So, yeah, it will.
4: And just overall, the fact that he has much more more college experience than anybody else, any of your other go- goaltenders, does that play a factor in whether you might?
5: No. because not... well, we've we've had freshman goalies here that have done quite well. So. You know that 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 does, and I've always believed in the philosophy of, and just to the recruiting, if hey, if you're better than the other guys, and you're and you just happen to be this first year, you're playing. That's just the way it plays the out. T-
0: the expectations for this year, Rick. Um, you know, you're coming off the pandemic, not playing last year. The last time guys played, I think it was 10th place finish, got knocked out in double overtime in the quarterfinal, the first round of the ECAC hockey tournament. What are the expectations later in this season, and what are you expecting through the first few nine league games before you hit RPI later this month?
5: The expectations are, quite frankly, tomorrow's practice. That, to me, is the expectations. We are not, I'm not getting into future. I don't have a crystal ball, and that's not the way we're going to run this program just going forward you know, based on the situation that we came from. We're not going to live in yesterday. It happened, it's over, and we're just, we're just moving forward from that RPI game. We've learned a lot. we learned a lot in these past two practices, and hopefully we're going to learn a lot more in the next two before we get to that game. But I'm not worried about the future. I'm worried about tomorrow's practice.
4: You talked about not living in yesterday. I'm sure everybody would have rather played last season, but in some ways to be two years. To be two years removed from such a bad season two years ago is that kind of beneficial, Rick? That you know you have a lot of guys who had no experience with that team, the 25 loss team, and that you have. You we know,
5: haven't, you know, again, we haven't, we haven't even discussed it. I haven't even talked about it. These guys are smart. They they have computers and they'll, they know social media, so I don't need to go in there and give them a, a history lesson, <laughs> and they're not going to get one. You know, I, I just think this is all about especially during these times, during these crazy COVID confusing times, it's best to focus on your team and just move forward.
0: What about the defense? How do you see them this year at the unit?
5: I think I, 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 feel, I feel like it's a unit that has potential. I really do. I think you know, we have some steady defensemen back here. We have you know a little bit of depth and you know with three of them that have played a lot of hockey, which is nice. Uh, and you have some first years and some sophomores that you know what, are, we're really good junior hockey players, so really do like the fact of and we got a little bit of depth so we're going to use it and you know, first time we've really had nine defensemen, so we're, we have to use that.
4: And forward, how ready is Thomas Richter to play and contribute to you right now?
5: You know, he's he's really shown some nice, nice things, a good feet and um, to really answer your question, he's he's knocking on the door. He really is, and you know whether he's in Friday or Saturday, I, I don't know that quite yet until we see a couple more practices. But
0: he's he's right there. Up next is captain and senior forward Josh Kosak and junior defenseman and alternate captain Dylan Anhorn. You want us to keep these on, or? it's up to you guys. Are you take them off, sure. Josh. Uh... What are the expectations leading into this season? I mean, you guys haven't played in a year and a half, you know, regular season, a game that counts. Uh, you had a game, obviously, last Saturday against RPI. Uh, one of the things that I noticed, you know, back in 2019, 20, nobody scored over 10 goals on this team. So, where is the scoring going to come
3: from? It's going to have to come from within. Um, we have a lot of a young guy, a lot of young guys that are highly skilled, um, very talented players, um, and then. We have his class that is pretty much two years older now, um, and it's gonna, gonna gonna have to come by committee. Um, you know, like from your expectations, we're just gonna try try to take it game by game, week by week, and just uh, continue to learn and grow as a group.
0: How important is it, you guys, you know, the power play on Saturday? You know, had a lot of chances, only got one goal because you know you did have chances. But how important, is it for, you know, for both you guys to talk about how important is it is to bury those chances. Uh,
3: when you have the power play? Yeah well um, special teams is definitely a huge part of every game it's part of our process one of our one of our seven things that we try to check off and uh, we typically have uh, good results if our, our PP is clicking and our PK's is uh, shutting the door so um, yeah I mean our, I'm very confident in our PP especially with with Dylan running the point um, they look really good in practice and like you said the the chances were there on Saturday so um, yeah, I know they'll, they'll get going and their
2: chemistry will continue to build Yeah, we were able to get our opportunities like you mentioned, but uh, it's such a pivotal part of the game that we want to be able to bury those and make a difference when it counts uh, starting next weekend uh, Power play, penalty kill both of them are, are like we said, pivotal to, to winning and Josh does a great job kind of as our leader on the penalty kill, as you saw last uh, Saturday and all of last his entire time here he, he eats shots and uh, does a job for us. For both guys,
4: are you guys, go, starting Friday, are you guys determined to show you're a lot better than you were two seasons ago, or is that so far in the rearview mirror that season you've kind of put it away? Yeah,
3: yeah I mean, definitely for the returners, it's, uh, it doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth. Um, but, yeah, we're definitely leaving in the past. It's a pretty much complete new group, and we're just excited to to start fresh and just get off on the right foot this weekend.
2: Oh, yeah. You know. yeah, it was a frustrating year for everyone. No one was satisfied with that by any means. But we spent the last uh, year and a half. This op- use this opportunity to improve as a group, and uh, we're now just looking forward to, to starting it Saturday and or Friday. And I think we got the we have the guys in here to do it and the mentality as well. So we're excited.
0: The, for, for that long though to have that bitter taste in the way that you know you guys had that season, the way it came to an end, the double overtime against Yale. How how much was it tough to think
3: about that over the last year and a half? Yeah, I mean there was a lot going on where it it probably wasn't the only thing you're really thinking of Um, but yeah, no, it definitely was a tough way to go out and then seeing a lot of other teams and former teammates and teams in our conference play was definitely difficult Um, but I mean such as life and just got to move
2: on and we're just excited for the opportunity this year yeah like he like he mentioned it was obviously really frustrating not being able to play last year but the the reasons behind it were we all understood and uh, health and safety of the community came first Uh, but like we said we just took that opportunity the last year and a half to to build on our individual skills and our group unity and uh, we think we made enough a lot of progress and that uh come come the season start here we're going to be We're going to be firing on all cylinders.
0: What are... going in, you have, what, six non-conference games before you start to play. What do you want to see in those games leading up to the uh, game against RPI later this month?
3: Um, I guess the biggest thing would just be growth and just taking it uh, game by game. And, I mean, guys are going to make mistakes, but just playing hard, playing to our identity, fast, hard, and smart, and... um, trying to take away whether it is a loss, um, just taking away positives out of every game and stuff that we can grow on as a group. Yeah, Josh covered that one pretty well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: You'll have – Rick hasn't announced that starting goalie yet, but Connor Murphy has played three times against New Hampshire last year when he was at Northeastern. And how important is it to have someone who knows a little bit about New Hampshire going into this game?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it could definitely benefit us. Um, I know they have an olympic size sheet that we haven't seen in a while. Maybe I think UMass did a couple of years ago when we went there. So, yeah, I guess if we have any uh, type of knowledge on their rink or how they play, it can't hurt. So, yeah, I mean... I know he's briefly talked about their style of play, but then again, he's a goalie. Um, he probably doesn't know what their forecheck and what their D zone coverage is, um, but he has given us some tips about just kind of their ozone play and off angle shots and stuff
2: like that.
0: What do you see out of the defense, uh, Dylan, with you and Brandon Essie really being the leaders?
2: Uh, it felt really nice to get out there and play with him again, honestly. We felt like we clicked as well when we talked. Uh, we have room to grow, as does everyone. Uh, no one, no one is satisfied with last Saturday, especially the the result, obviously. Uh, but we think we can be leaders on the back end, and we think we can uh, help instill the details in the, our teammates that we want to, uh, that we want and need to, and to get to to achieve our goals.
4: Hey Josh, what did you like or not like about what you saw last Saturday?
2: Um, I really liked our energy. I thought
3: we came out, came out really hot. Um, What I didn't like was all the penalties, and if we do that against UNH, um, I don't think we're going to like the result. Um, But I do think we really, guys really bought into the systems. Again, it was the guys' first time, two classes, their first time going over any type of game-like situations. You can only mimic it so much in practice. So I thought the guys played really hard. Um, You know, I thought guys competed. Um, But, yeah, like I said, I guess the thing I didn't like was the penalties, and... Um, but there's a lot of positives.
2: Let's move
0: over to the Dutch women, who are off to a 2-0 start after sweeping RIT on the road last weekend. It's just the second time in program history they have achieved that. They have a chance to make history Friday when they open ECAC hockey play against RPI at Messer Rink. Union has never started 3-0, and and it will face an RPI team that is winless in its last 39 games, and that includes a 33-game losing streak. First up is head coach Josh Skiba. Josh, let's uh, right you open up your first home game, and this is going to be something that could be historic. No union team has ever in the women's program in Division I history started 3 now. So how important is it to uh, be able to achieve that goal Friday night?
6: Well, I think league points are on the line, right? I think you got the union RPI rivalry, um, first opportunity to get league points, which is huge for our group. Um, but, yeah, we – we want to continue the momentum we got from the weekend, right? I think with, with kids in our locker room, they're hungry. Um, I think you got the results that we got last weekend. You get instant buy-in from, from your team. Um, and they're they a confident group right now. They're fun to be around. They're charismatic. Um, and I think they want to win. So um, it's been fun.
0: You're going to face a team in RPI that hasn't won in a couple of years. I mean, they've had a couple of overtime losses this year. So how important is it to you know tell the players that's not overlooked this team? This team may be 0-4 right now. But... they've
6: had some tough breaks. Yeah, I mean, we we know, you know, I think we're going to kind of shape it around. We we know what to be prepared for for, from them. I think, you know, coming off a Mayor's Cup last year, win there, you know, zero win season, we know they're going to be hungry, you know, with the Union RPI rivalry, with league points on the line, we know we can't take them for granted, right? So we're going to prepare just like we did for, uh, for Friday against RIT when we're facing a winless team there. It's the same way, right? We've got, to, we've got something to prove ourselves, and the focus is going to be on us, but we know that we're going to be prepared for, for a hard game.
4: Especially coming from where you guys have come from as a program, would be kind of strange to overlook another
6: team. Yeah, yeah. There's no, we're not overlooking anything. So every game for us is is a challenge. I think that's what we try and frame it for our group, and um, they know what's at stake. So they're they're going to be prepared to play.
0: What would it mean to start three and zero? the first
6: time? Yeah, I think, I mean, just, uh, just being around our group, I think just starting you know, the way we have I think is, is again, just got a lot of buy-in, a lot of confidence from our group. I think it's uh, created an environment at practice every day that kids want to be a part of. You know, They're seeing the results and, and the work of, of kind of the labor that we're putting into practice. So um, for us, just to be able to start that way and to be able to start this way 2-0 uh, has really just helped our group come together, uh, feel more connected, and just feel more confident in our play.
0: You know, talk a little more about that. Uh, I know we chatted on text uh, Friday night, but just, just how important was that sixth goal third period? Not only to come back and win that game Friday, but take that momentum into Saturday.
6: Yeah, I thought just I thought extreme boost for our for our group. I think the way, not even just the the reason we scored the goals, but how we scored the goals, right? Things that we're working on in practice, things that we're watching in video, and again, just gets instant buy-in for what we're trying to teach and what we're trying to accomplish on each each day. So it's been for our group super motivating.
4: Is this program where you thought it would be or about now when you took it over a few years ago? Kind of, a <laughs> yeah, where you want it to be right now?
6: Yeah, I think, I mean, we want to be a playoff team, you know, and I think that's been the goal all along, and I think it's, it's continued to evolve every year slowly. But I think, um, you know, this year I really believe that we have a group that can be a playoff team and I think the group in the locker room believes that Um, and I think this group more than ever is willing to put in the work to be a playoff team as well so um, I think we're you know we're in a good spot I I wouldn't say that you ever really arrive by any means with if you're no matter top teams bottom teams or anything but um, we're moving in the right direction and slowly but surely we're getting to where we want to be.
0: Considering that you hadn't played about a year and a half until last Friday I mean how good was it to come away with a Two wins after
6: a year and a half off. Yeah, it was it was just awesome. It was awesome being in the hotel. It was awesome being on the bus. It was awesome being at a team meal with our team. Um, just everything about being behind the bench again with our group, and then obviously to see the results that we saw was was awesome for our group. So just just being in that game environment was something special for our group. What
0: concerns you about RPI?
6: Um, I think their structure is really strong. I think they're really, they've played more games than we have right now. Um, I think the toughness, I think the rivalry piece is going to add another element to to the game itself. Uh, But they're really good within their structure. Defensively, I think they like to trap a little bit more in the neutral zone. And they're going to stack three probably on that blue line. And they're going to make uh, our, our entries into the zone difficult. So um, if we can play with speed, if we can be first to pucks, um, if we can continue to, to be in motion like we were in the offensive zone this past weekend, I think we can create success.
0: Okay. Thank you. Defenseman Emily King and Marn Friday are up next. Friday was named ECAC Hockey Rookie of the Week after collecting two goals and two assists in last weekend's series at RIT, and she scored the game-winning goal in Saturday's 4-1 win. Emily and Marn, you guys have a chance to do something no other union women's program has done uh, in Division I, start 3-0. Uh, against, you, know, you have a team, RPI, who hasn't won in a couple of years. So t- talk about the importance of maybe doing something this team has never done before. We'll start with you, Emily.
7: Um, I think this year especially, we have a really competitive edge. Um, having such a long time off, I know we're all just excited to be playing again, but I think that with all these new people on our team and just a whole team environment, we have been really hard in practice and we were just all super good and like team first this past weekend. I think that if we just continue to bring that mentality on Friday, like take it day by day, now it's cliche, shift by shift, but just uh, team first, pucks first. I think that uh, we can continue to win.
8: Yeah, I'll just build on that and say um, we as a team just want to make each other proud and our school proud, and so starting off the season 2-0 and is really exciting. I think we came together as a team during those two games, and just moving forward we're just going to treat every game as we should, coming into it very competitive, wanting to win, and as a team.
0: How big was that six-goal third period last Friday? night? you're down 3-1 heading into the third. Also, you guys explode.
8: Yeah, I mean, I can start. I think uh, coming off that second period, we talked, we figured out exactly what we wanted to do, what we wanted to change. But I think the biggest thing is that we just we let it go, we moved on, and we came out as almost like a new team, supporting each other, playing hard, being first to pucks, and just getting shots on net, and it
7: counted. I think that this year our team's really good at recycling the bad things, and so if you have a bad shift, you got to figure out how to let it go and just put your mind forward and take it shift by shift again. I think that our team's really good at that, and we, we all came together really well in between the periods and just were like, let's put that second period behind us. And we knew we could win, so we did.
4: When you came here, was, was there any thought to, oh, I want to turn around the negative history of this program and, and create a winner here?
7: And I think that Josh, too, his coaching mindset really um, helps all of us kids that are coming in. Like, nobody wants to lose. And I think that um, everyone on our team, especially this year, there's just a huge change in competitiveness, especially, I think, since we didn't have, like, we didn't get to play last year. So I think that just being able, like, having a year off and just realizing how much you want to win and care about hockey, it really, like, opened our eyes to just wanting to dominate. How about for you, Mara, as the first?
8: Yeah, no, as a freshman, I mean, we have a very large freshman class, and then including the sophomores who we just played, like our first collegiate games, I think we all talked about before we had those games how we want the season to go, where we want to bring our team, how we want to improve, and every single day of practice just continue to build and improve. And so I think, I mean, of course this – the history of this team we're trying working towards changing that and I think with the coaching staff with the players with just everyone at Union we have the environment and potential to do that so I think it's very encouraging for
7: everyone.
0: How important is it for this game on Friday night as I mentioned earlier RPI hasn't won in a couple of years so how important <laughs> is it to come in there and not take them lightly?
7: I think that uh, our team does a good job of every game being the same it doesn't matter who we're playing I think that We just have to go in with the same mindset. It's just another game, game by game, day by day, and just work our butts off like we have been these past few weeks that we've started and just not lose that competitive edge.
8: Yeah, no, um, I think as you said, like it means a lot. It's an important game. But just having that mindset that every game matters, every game's important, we're just going to go into it, play how we want to, um, play as we discuss, and go into it with a winning mindset.
0: And that will do it for this podcast. Before I sign off, I want to let you know the ECAC Hockey Face-Off selections are back after a one-year hiatus. I'll post my picks every Wednesday, and you can participate. Email your picks to SHOT, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. I want to thank Garrett Nieto, Rick Bennett, Josh Kosak, Dylan Anhorn, Josh Skiba, Emily King, and Martin Friday for being part of the podcast. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Shot. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.